The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, here with Jessica Lee and Virginia Nussie. Hey, everyone. Hi, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on semsynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes, or all of the above. Um, we are not going to limit your ability to get to our show. If you've been paying a lot of attention to the search engine result pages over time, you can't help but notice the way things shift around. It's like a new page every week. Um, and in fact, uh, I think that I see probably three or four posts every week about experimental things that people have seen in passing. I think Google is trying to have as many search engine result pages as they have logos. Um, one criticism that Google does get, though, more and more lately, is that their properties are prominent. They're sort of even consuming the first page of the search results. Um, I personally think that uh, for the term search engine optimization, for Google to have two of the top three, I think that's a little bit dominant, considering the top three is where people click. Uh, and number one is Wikipedia. So that really is like three entries that don't really tell you how to do anything. Yeah. Uh, that part, I think, is a little annoying for me. But certainly for a great many other things, uh, I think Google is starting to show up more and more. Um, and, and that's been going on since they started Universal Search, when they started folding in images and folding in videos. And the videos, of course, sent them to other Google sites and... Yeah. And now we're seeing all sorts of Google properties showing up. I mean, with the latest Panda update, one of the big winners was uh, YouTube um, getting more visibility for keywords and queries. And um, it's hard to think. <laughs> I don't know. You need a whole lot of resources to compete with a company like Google if they're in your, your, your vertical. Um, it's, I don't know if it's like an ethical debate or what, because it's their search engine, right? So they can do whatever they want, and they have the algorithm, they have the secret sauce. Their secret sauce is trying to make it sure that their users are getting the best results for what they want, and that it's relevant, and that it's engaging. So why wouldn't they want to apply that to their own properties to make sure that it is a great experience for people? Mm -hmm. um, but is their property showing up? because it's a brand and because it's a page rank 10? Did they bias the algorithm in such a way that Google can't help but win? 
or are you saying that you think that because it's the same organization and they know like oh well the algorithm people over here are looking at this you know so we should probably do something like that here at YouTube right yeah I mean why wouldn't they if they're just trying to ensure quality why wouldn't they apply that to their sites well I, I suppose that they would um, but if it is in the organic space I believe that they can't legally according I think to the Federal Trade Commission unless you know things have changed they can't legally use insider information in a competitive space in the organic results hmm. so right. Um, and so it would be insider information, <laughs> right. clearly, if they know the algorithm, use it to bias things. Now, um, who's to say it's insider information if people just talk about it openly in the Google cafeteria or you say, hey, how do I you know, get this to show up better? And somebody being your friend at Google just tells you. Right. That doesn't mean you have necessarily secret information of the algorithm. But there's got to be collectively a couple of thousand people who can help you. Yeah. I also think that it's possible that they can kind of just put these, like, ideas into the mind stream via, like, you know, the company culture, Mm. which is like a big say, you know, it's our priority this month to get comments or, you know, look look at what comments mean on the web ecosystem and you know that would have all the teams kind of thinking the same thing right everybody would then necessarily benefit from it right they have to know what is valuable to google let's let's look at it maybe a half full half empty kind of way is the google result actually not relevant see i think that in many cases, the result is appropriate for the keyword being queried. I don't have a problem with that. And I understand if the general quality of everything else is poor, it's easier for their quality to be better. The question is, is the Google property beating sites that are generally considered to be higher quality or more appropriate for the query? See, Wikipedia... Uh, as a reference site, tells you where, when, why, what, but never how. I haven't found them telling you how to do anything. Hmm. Uh, Google's results, they don't tell you how. They, gen- Unless you're in YouTube and maybe there's a couple of videos in there on the subject, Google isn't a how-to-do SEO company. They're a this-is-what-SEO-is company and this-is-what-not-to-do if you don't want to get in trouble company. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And In many queries, I would think that it's inappropriate for people who aren't answering the how question to outrank sites that do. And I think that that's just something that's generally weak. Um, And unless that is considered, I, I do think that Google is going to show up high because they do have pretty smart people writing pretty competent content. The only question is, is it all right for Google to occupy eight or 10 or 12 spots on the first page, which will divert uh, the engagement of the person with the page away from the blue links that are on the page, the organic results? I do a query, the top of the page has images, there's one or two blue links, then there's a bunch of videos, then there might be news, 
We've seen pages that only have 10 organic links on the whole first page, one of which is Wikipedia. All the rest are Google things. Mm -hmm. And at that level, I'm not positive that that is actually best serving uh, the user. certainly serves Google because they're keeping people engaged and they're tying people into Google and people have a general satisfaction increase. But it it isn't answering the questions nearly as well as a lot of the experts out there. Google is certainly not an expert on everything. So how that works is... Uh, the gist of how you figure out what an algorithm is, right? <laughs> well, it's time for a quick break, but stay there. More SCM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SCM Synergy will be right back. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line -line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm here with Bruce. And on Monday, Google announced that organic search actions performed by signed-in users would be encrypted to improve privacy and security. Now, this is an issue that's getting a lot of attention in our industry. Some SEOs are getting very vocal about their discontent. Um, and we were able to secure some time with Bruce. So instead of the usual interview segment, I'm doing an interview with Bruce about the implications of this um, new uh, practice by Google and uh, how that affects what we do 
in SEO and search marketing. So you gave me a really good kind of rundown of what this means beyond, you know, just what Google says. It's better for our users' privacy and and whatnot. Can you explain? Yes. Um, I'm going to start with a description of what secure means. Everybody's used to the concept of HTTPS. And HTTPS is the way you secure and encrypt point-to-point transmissions, if you will, on the web. The problem that Google has is all the people that you might link to on the web, Google has no idea about whether that receiving website has an SSL certificate. And they can't send to a site without an SSL certificate as secured. So what that means is, and uh, in general means, that there must be an intercept point in the middle. The second part of the announcement is that the keyword is actually going to be changed to another parenthesized phrase. Obscured in order to protect the user uh, query right there. Correct. Now, in order for the refer to actually be translated, if you will, uh, and in order to make sure that you don't mess up the SSL secured socket layer kind of uh, recipient, what Google has to do is they have to send it HTTPS from the browser that is looking at the search results. When they click that result, they have to send it to Google. And what Google does is because it has an SSL certificate, it receives the referring information just like uh, an affiliate site that would be counting and sending and doing things. It receives it secured. It translates the keyword into an obscured parenthesized phrase. And then it sends it to your site unsecured. So your site doesn't receive it as HTTPS. But by then, the translation has already occurred, and the original keyword is lost. So in other words, um, Google has become a middleman for all uh, clicks from a results page to a website. In the case where you're signed in. In the case where you're signed in. Now, that in and of itself is pretty clean. It does a couple of things that Google doesn't really emphasize anywhere. Um, since it went from you being signed in, and Google knows it in, in the uh, browser page, uh, Google gets to determine that you, a specific user, had actually queried this specific query and had clicked on this specific page. Now, that's important. See, when you sign in, you're according to the terms of Google giving them access to everything and saying that there isn't anything private between you and Google because you've signed in. So that means that Google does get to sit there and record all this information about your particular query behavior, the sites you go to, and all that. Users with sniffers that look at the Internet won't see the original keyword. And you're talking about sites like compete.com and... Correct. Mm -hmm. The sites that might sit there and just sit on the backbone and see what's flying across the web, uh, they're going to get no keywords. 
Now, as we talked about this just before we started recording, there's two implications from this. One, Google is now the owner of all this behavioral data, and we can only imagine what they'll be able to do with this in terms of advertising. And two, people, uh, site owners, no longer have access to this keyword query data and knowing what keywords are referring them traffic. Exactly right. And... Uh, Matt Cutts, I think, uh, in one of the posts that I saw, had quoted that they had run a test and nobody complained. I don't know how long the test was. I don't know if it was random. I don't know if one individual got too much data in order to make it significant. But if this is, in fact, people signed in, and if signed in is actually Google+, and Google+, has... 20 million webs-knowledgeable people, this is going to change when they have 750 consumers, 750 million consumers. 20 million web people, we're not spending all day out shopping, but consumers shop. And if what happens is the definition of signed in is expanded by a factor of 40 to 1, then this 1.5% becomes significant. Now, the way Google has worded it is that uh, not everybody is signed in, not everybody that's signed in is doing a query, it's only a percent and a half of total traffic, which is not going to bias your results. Statistically, that is accurate. Uh, In my opinion, if I get 2 million visitors and half of them are obscured, I can still look at the million that are not obscured and figure out if there's a common behavior. That part is still true. The only thing that's missing is the fraction of my total traffic that is associated with keywords that come from Google where it is obscured, which is the non-pay-per-click, the organic traffic. Now, the reason SEOs are complaining is they use this as a justification for SEO. These are the keywords sending you all the traffic. These are the keywords I should focus on organically. Well, you don't have visibility to that anymore, and of course people are going to complain. But from a consumer point of view on my own website, not being an SEO, but being a guy that sells this stuff, um, if Google is... um, giving me the traffic, I am still getting the traffic. And if I have a large enough population that is statistically reliable, I can still make conclusions about what keywords are important. I just don't have a 100% view. And in fact, we never did because analytics is Java-based, which is sort of a sampling technique anyhow. I just think that the noise that we're hearing from the SEO community is based on the fact that I don't have an easy way to see the traffic as a result of my one SEO keyword. But what people aren't recognizing, in my opinion, is that if Google actually has access to this data, Google is able to better target ads. Google is able to better understand my individual preference. Uh, I did the keynote in Hawaii where I said, in the beginning there were 10 blue links. And then there was geo-targeting. And now Google wants to go to individualized targeting. And while we haven't seen individualized targeting really take hold, 
this empowers Google to be able to do that. They're going to know exactly what I'm interested in, and they're going to be able to tailor ads, some of which may be Google ads, not necessarily pay-per-click even, and they're going to be able to tailor things exactly to what I want. That means that relevancy will go up, click-through on ads will go up, Google will make more money, and they've announced this as a privacy move. They have not announced it as, you're going to give us all the data to do personalization move. But, folks, we just empowered Google in this particular case to gather my personal behavior data and tailor things to me because Google Plus empowered them to do that. All right. Well, certainly user privacy and security is an important issue, one that we're all sympathetic to as consumers as well as you know professionals. But uh, the implications for search referral data and the ability to do our best jobs for our clients could be affected by this change. And certainly we're giving Google a whole lot of power, which is always a tenuous place to be. But it'll be interesting to see where this story goes in the next few weeks. Right now we've got to take a break, so stay right there. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Your virtual webmaster frat house. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. 
You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm here with Jessica and Michael. And Bruce and Jessica were just at the WAPOW Search and Social Conference last week. And when it comes to the ever-closer relationship between search and social on the web, we really can't overlook the continuing moves over at Facebook and Google. Google Plus was opened up to everyone. The week before that, Facebook made some major changes to the way that you can target who you share content with, making it a lot easier to control your privacy settings as a direct response to Google's previous advantage that people saw in circles. And then the F8 Developers Conference happened with it. A lot of new products and apps were released. Social certainly moves fast, so let's take a few minutes to catch up with it now. Well, it's really quite brilliant what they're doing um, because obviously Google Plus had it right when they allowed you to share only certain information with certain people. And I think... We talked a little bit before we started recording, and Facebook knew all along that this was probably a glitch. And you don't talk to your grandmother the same way you would talk to your work people or your friends. And so it just makes perfect sense that this new functionality um, compartmentalizes your life a little bit easier, like it does in real life. Yeah, I mean, people have been complaining about the broadcast nature of Facebook um, for a long time. And Facebook had features in place for a long time to where you could manage your the privacy of the different things that you shared, in a lot like Google Circles, but it was just took so many clicks, and it was hidden from users that a lot of people didn't know was available, and a lot of people didn't care. And, and the truth is, a lot of people don't care that much to look into it, but for the few people who did, um, they, even they couldn't find it. So they've had the infrastructure in place for a long time, and they knew they might have to break it out at some point, and Google Circles just forced their hand. But this has always been the problem with the Google Circles strategy by making that the centerpiece of their new social strategy is that Facebook can copy it really, really fast, and they have. So I, that, the Google Circles alone obviously is not going to carry Google+. Plus. It's not going to carry the day for them. They're going to have to – and they are, of course, with the um, uh, some of the other features that, are, that they've been announcing – yeah, it's interesting you said not everyone cares, and it totally made me think that the newer, younger generations, they don't care what they share with people, right? Yeah. It seems like. Well, well it's a I'll bit just like... say that, like, at the same time that they announced um, the fact that you can, like, select more granularly, uh, <laughs> you can also make yourself more open, like, with subscribe. Well, you can basically decide that people can follow you and you don't have to look at their stuff because they're just subscribing to your feed Interesting. rather than being like a friend in the sense that it was before. Huh. So they're giving users options, greater options on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I think Facebook has kept the sort of the circle type features hidden for a long time because they would rather people, there was more fraternization fraternization. They would rather there was more cross-pollinization of data and things like that. They want you sharing those links with everybody and having those links create memes that pass through um, the rest of their network. They want the more the more um, you know different information flows are crossing one another, the more potential for creativity and the more um, potential for more links and the more data that they can collect um, in their social graph. And they want to collect as much pro- data as possible, obviously, because they can use that down the line for whatever ways they're going to monitor monetize their platform like advertising yeah that whole subscribing to feeds thing that's cool i mean how will that affect the way marketers market their clients Mm -hmm. 
I have found that like I only subscribe to brands that I really want to hear from. Whereas with friends, it's more of like a system of fine, let them in. I don't know you maybe, but we know the same people. And so I'm definitely, I've unsubscribed from several individuals, Mm -hmm. but no brands because I guess maybe because there's a higher like bar set for me to follow them in the first place. Right. Oh, I remember I was going to say, when you are talking about do people uh, even even want to block some of their stuff yeah. from some of their followers? And you'll see, like, high schoolers, a lot of them would love to keep their parents off of their Facebook. And that's becoming harder and harder. But once maybe beyond high school, when you have a little more freedom, college age and up, the truth is a lot of people don't mind sharing the requirement that they're sharing to everybody. Because even though maybe you don't... Maybe you want your work, your coworkers to know some of the cool stuff that you do on the side. And if you have circles, you know, you, you feel obligated to keep your acquaintance people outside of your friend circle. And so that they don't get to hear about some of the cool stuff that you do that maybe you would feel embarrassed about um, telling them on purpose, but you don't mind them finding out on the side. <laughs> and, and this is something that I think is an under, uh, under, um, emphasized feature of the broadcast nature of Facebook. Well, you think uh, Virginia and I kind of recently went through the opening up our social media stuff, Virginia first and then me, to people like in our work and other circles. And it's it's a process. Like you're really kind of nervous about it first, about like opening up your private life. But it, I think it opens up a lot more doors when you're just being who you are and letting people in on what you're doing. And it's not as bad as you think it is. Yeah, a lot of people like the stress-free idea of just saying, I'm just going to be open. Yeah. I'm going to just have the same, the same, present the same face to everybody. Totally. Um, once you start deciding that you're going to try to present a different face, then you you have to start managing your people. People don't like <laughs> to manage things. They like yeah. it. To, and that's why a lot of times it's just easier for people to throw it into a bucket. It's true. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. We hope that you'll check out Bruce Clay, Inc., as well as SCM Synergy on Facebook and on Twitter for updates from us. And go to scmsynergy.com for more on guests and topics. Be sure to come to the Webmaster Radio chat room sometime if you're ever free on Thursday at noon Pacific. I think it makes listening that much more fun. Have a great week, and thanks for joining us on SCM Synergy. 